Okay, everyone, welcome back to RPG Cast. This is episode 7, recorded on October 27th. As you might have noticed, we've changed our release date. Uh, it used to come out on uh, late Tuesday nights, Wednesday morning. Now we're shooting for a Saturday release schedule. Um, hopefully, that'll result in everyone being a bit more awake and happier and that much more info and enthusiasm to bring to you guys. And if that doesn't sound completely uh, PR speak, then hopefully you'll buy it and believe it and everyone will be happy. Anyway, <laughs> why don't we just get into it? This week's panel is a little different than normal because we changed the new recording time and with that brings lots of fun. Um, we've got myself, Chris Privetier, also known as Saba1001 and Abu on the on the handles online. We've got Adrian Dunodin, also known as Omegabyte. Say hi, Adrian. Hey, everyone. And we've got Katie Crandall, also known as Board Kate. <laughs> Say hi, Katie. <laughs> hey. So hopefully she won't be too bored during the podcast. Um, where, how did no, you come I'm... up with that? <laughs> um, oh, it's a long story, actually. Have you ever heard of that uh, eye sketch? It's kind of like a Pictionary. Or, no, not Pictionary. It's like an internet version of um, one of those games that you play at parties where oh. you draw, where you draw the, um, you draw like a phrase and people have to guess what it is. That's mm-hmm. Pictionary. Yeah. Okay. Pictionary. And um, I went on to the eye sketch and that was my handle. So I just carried it over to RPG Gamer, but I'm oh. never bored in RPG Gamer or oh, RPG Gamer. <laughs> no. That's what I like to hear. No, you guys keep me entertained. All right, well, so let's get into the news for the week. Um, we've got a kind of a, should have a longer list, but it's been a slow couple of weeks, so even though we've had some time off, there hasn't been that much accumulating, but there are a few things that are pretty interesting. First off, we've got the Ease and Ease 2 DS remakes. Um, I don't think any of us have played Ease, which is sad, so I apologize to the listeners out there because we can't really give you much commentary on it. But I do know that it's a very well-respected series with a big following. And I've been looking at it. I've always liked the visual style and wanted to get into it. Um, so they'll be coming out on uh, DS around 2008 in Japan. Sadly, I don't know that we'll end up getting that. We tend to not su- suffer too well as far as getting Ease ports over here. I'm really... Going. I'm really disappointed if if they don't come over because I really feel like there aren't that many titles right now for the DS that I want to play, but there are some coming out in the future. Ah, well, see, I, I'm never at a lack for DS titles to play. Um, fortunately, I find this. I have my my little bag that I carry my games and gets more and more bloated every time. <laughs> I have Phoenix Wright came out this week. Yeah, yeah. I've got a good two or three to pick up. Phoenix Wright is one of them. I'm also interested in uh, Drawn to Life, which I've heard is really cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yeah, people are playing want... with that at PAX. It's kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. One thing I really want to know, is something I've always wondered about this series, is how the hell do you pronounce it? Is it, is it Ease? Wise. Or is it, is it Ice or Wise or Yes? Uh, or what? What is it? <laughs> I've been under the impression for a while that it's Ease. Kind of like um, E-E-Z. But yeah, I'm I sure... feel like you're probably right. I'm sure people will correct us if I'm wrong. Um, so if you know how to pronounce it, why don't we make this uh, reader feedback? Um, just come onto our, our boards, board.rpgamer.com, find the thread for RPG Cast. It'll be under latest updates section. And uh, post what you think the correct pronunciation is, because that's, uh, that's uh, interesting. And we'll, we'll try and report back on it for next week. 
Now, I'm just wondering, do you know if the, the anime scenes, like the, the one you see in the first screenshot on the game page, do you know if they're just for the DS version, or did they exist in the original version? Um, well, let's maybe. see. Maybe. It's a bad question to ask. No, that's... I wouldn't know offhand. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find the screenshot you're referring to. If you click on the... Uh... Excitement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to follow it up. <laughs> it looks well, like something look... I really like to play, though, with the sprite graphics. I am a huge fan of those. Yeah. So I think if it comes out here, it'll be an exciting time. So yeah. hopefully they'll they'll bring it over. Maybe... I don't know who can take ease over here. Maybe Xseed can come through and bring that over or something else. I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. that's a possibility. Well, let's move on to something I know a little bit more about. That would be Mass Effect. Um, big announcement this week about the game is gold, which is good because they had a release date coming up. So, <laughs> And uh, they did announce the limited edition. And on the limited edition, you get a ton of stuff. You got a 36-page fiction book, a 36-page art book, a bonus DVD with exclusive content like Mass Effect documentaries, four of them, five trailers, 10 songs from the soundtrack, 16 dashboard themes, which, well, whatever, 18 gamer picks, and designer galleries with over 600 concept images. What are dashboard themes? On an Xbox 360, um, you can download themes to basically reskin your menu interface. Okay, yeah, I don't have Xbox. Yeah, it's... They usually charge for them, and it's really ridiculous, because they charge, like, sometimes 400 points or 200 points or something like that. Wow. This is the first time I've heard of anyone actually giving those out for free, which is kind of nice. I don't have any on my Xbox, but maybe I'll hook myself up with some of these. I just got a 360 this week, and I have seen a couple for free here and there, but it's very... Worthless things like Rogers Wireless or some crap like that. Yeah, exactly. Can so. people like make their own or no? No. That would it's, be a, it's a cash cow thing. I don't, they oh, charge okay, for okay. everything on 360. Microsoft is just ridiculous how much they charge for. <laughs> yeah, but they're making a lot of money out of it. I mean, oh, I, it's working. Deny. It's good business. It's, really it's just well, yeah. it's just not fun for us. <laughs> yeah, but but, but here. Hmm? Why don't they just like throw in the kitchen sink with this collector's edition? Well, they pretty much are. Well, and <laughs> here's the interesting thing: say you don't care about the you know the limited edition, or you don't want to pay the ten bucks extra, or whatever it's going to cost for it. Yeah, ten bucks extra would be seventy bucks versus sixty to get the limited edition. You'll get uh, if you just pre-order the game, you get a disc that has a short, do- a single documentary, three songs, eight dashboard themes, and twelve gamer picks. And you also get the Lost Odyssey, Halo Three, and Blue Dragon. Okay, so there's a Blue Dragon demo on both the limited edition disc and the pre-order disc. There's a Halo 3 and Lost Odyssey video. So you get a lot of the content just for pre-ordering. I would definitely do that because I'm really interested in Lost Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're just looking around the movies, I mean, all it's got is trailers for the movies, uh, for the game. If you're really looking at that, you can get those for free on uh, Xbox Live. Our site. Or on our site. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, get on the podcast. (laughs) Download them from RP Gamer. We're better than uh, we're better yeah. than Xbox Live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we don't charge you to to get into the site. <laughs> All right. Maybe we should. No, no. That was yeah. No, that yeah. was a failed web experiment like four years ago that just never worked. Anybody who tried it. <sighs> Memories. Okay. So let's move on. 
Square Enix has a free MMO coming stateside. So there's MMO in Japan apparently right now called Crossgate that they run. And the our news story says it saw great success. Um, I have to remark that I've never heard of Crossgate. Um, <laughs> apparently it's it's mar- I don't know. It's marketed toward, more towards like console-based RPG fans than kind of the PC gamer market that the normal MMOs seem to go towards. It looks like uh, Concerto Gate. It's going to be the sequel to Crossgate, and it's going to be coming out here, and it has an art style similar to Ragnarok Online, which I actually appreciate. I always like that kind of cutesy art style, but I don't really know what that's going to turn into. It's free, so I assume that means that there's like microtransactions or something where they would make their money. But I saw one thing when I looked at the story, and that's randomly generated battles. (laughs) Yeah. An MMO with randomly generated battles, I don't even want to know how that's going to work. Yeah. I I don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) I can't figure that out either, but I'm looking at the screenshots right now of Crossgate, and it seems really... Interesting, but do, is does Crossgate have the randomly generated battles as well? I don't know. Um, Let me look at the page. Yeah, well, con- I, considering I only just how much, considering just how much travel is involved in your average MMO, random battles seem like they would just become extremely infuriating in a in an MMO. Yeah. I, I don't know how much I like that, that's for sure. And it really kind of ruins the whole world. I mean, the whole point on MMOs of having these enemies that are, like, there is to make it feel more like a real world, where you're just yeah. running into things as you're going along. Of course, the fact that they respawn doesn't help that. But other than that, it's uh, interesting well, that they it would also go doesn't back help random. That there's, it also doesn't help that there's a wolf every five yards. I mean, <laughs> what real world has a wolf every five yards? That yeah, what no is he eating? Yeah. <laughs> What is interesting to me is that um, Concerto Gate is going to have a world map with terra-generating elements that show changes done to landscapes over large periods of time, where they're going to talk, where they're going to show uh, you can cut down trees and dig holes and you know stuff like that. And that's also that's also a feature that's going to be in the upcoming um, Steel Princess release. So I guess. Different companies are thinking about this. I don't know. They're becoming more echo conscious. I have no idea, but it's just it's interesting. I think uh, the idea of uh, um, co- uh, consistent landscapes has become a something of a a trend lately. Um, yeah, they're not the only games that have done it. Um, I know Fable uh, Fable Two is planning something extremely along those lines, and uh, I've heard Two Worlds God help anyone who actually plays that piece of crap, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard Two Worlds has something similar to that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it looks like you'll be able to play the beta of this in 2008, spring of 2008, right? And uh, should credit OnNet USA is the people who are bringing it over, or the company that's bringing it over, rather, and I'll see how that works. That's Okay, now here's this is interesting. So Omnet USA will act as the American publisher under sublicensing mm-hmm. agreement with Excite Japan, who signed a Concerto Great licensing deal with Square Enix. So it's like level so layers and layers of licensing. <laughs> they're licensing it from a person who's licensing it? Yeah, I guess. So that's uh Yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
hopefully it'll be good and we'll only we'll excited about it. So we'll see how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Crossgate apparently launched in 2002 in China and 2001 in Japan. So whatever. We've talked about that enough, that's for sure. Okay, so Sega announces a new Bleach RPG. So Bleach, the third Phantom, will be coming out. It is the latest title in the so-called Sega X Bleach project, which I means, which I guess means Sega doing Bleach games. Um, but you use an X because it's cooler if you say Sega X Bleach rather than Sega does Bleach. Whatever. Anyway, the other two games were... Yeah, well, this is for true. the DS, too, right? This is for the DS, yeah. Okay. And there's 2D sprite base, so yay. Strategy RPG, yay. It's Could sprites. be fun. Yes. So I, I definitely real winner as far as the formula, so we'll see how well it works out in practice. Um, well, it's a licensed anime game. It's the general yeah. trend for Zosis, no. Yeah, I, was talk- I had a chance to talk to, to Anna Marie about this earlier pause, and she said, she pretty much admitted to me that there haven't really been any good anime RPGs. So, and I would agree with that. I'm not sure that <laughs> we have much to look forward here as far as that goes. So maybe this will they, break the mold. <laughs> they do have built-in fan bases, though, because, you know, fans of the anime are more likely to play the RPG. And I'm sure it's going to sell. I'm sure it's going to sell. It'll sell. Yeah. Whether or not it's actually good is another story entirely. Yeah, true. Yeah. We have the Naruto one coming up too, right? Um, it's out. Oh, okay. October twenty third, I believe. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. A- any news on how that's being received? Uh, not yet. I don't think we have anybody covering that right now. So, I'm not a fan of Naruto. I, I was just wondering. Yeah, unfortunately, with our limited staff, we have to pick and choose. So we'll have to. If it turns out that it's doing pretty well, we'll have to get someone on that and get some feedback on the podcast here. And what's interesting about the third Phantom is that the two um, Bleach games before that, they weren't RPGs. Right, they were fighters. But yeah. they were developed by and they were developed by Treasure, which is, you know, Treasure is a good company. They're, they've made some really mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, not everything they put out is great, but a lot of it is. Um, so that's they didn't well, I, say who's developing this one in our news story, so I don't think it's being done by Treasure. Treasure wouldn't really do strategy RPGs, RPG, so. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. oh. Lots of unknown. Apparently it's coming out in the first quarter of 08 in Japan, so we'll, we'll know more by then. We've got a lot to distract us till the first quarter of 08, which is good, because a lot of this stuff doesn't come out to the first quarter of 08, it sounds like, so... Alright, well, another piece of really exciting news, I think, is that Okami is not dead. It is back, and it is coming out for Wii. And Capcom doing something, like, I didn't expect them to do. It seemed like, you know, they closed down Clover, and it was all over, and no more Okami, no more anything, and that's not the case at all. And I don't know if any of you guys heard about this, but there was, like, some really funny remarks from Capcom people this week over this. Um, they had a ready. They have ready at. Actually, I guess it was the ready at dawn guy. No, it was it was a Capcom guy. Sorry. Um, but commenting over ready at dawn doing it and how some people basically claim that you know they're just doing a a quick port to cash in on the Wii uh, fanaticism that's going on right now. But uh, 
they they sit there and claim, "Hey, we don't Capcom doesn't do shovelware." And uh <laughs> we, you know, we if this was a shovelware thing, we wouldn't be doing it. So I found that interesting considering this is the company that brings out 37 different ports of uh, Street Fighter 2, but you know. <laughs> and well, you know, I, yeah. I'm I'm definitely happy they're bringing this out. I never got a chance to try out Okami, but I love the art style. I I'm a huge fan of uh Japanese watercolor and Japanese uh wood carvings. Yeah, it's and, really gorgeous. Uh, it's yeah. one I really it's one I wanted to try out. But I just never got around to it. Let's face it, this this year, and actually last year as well, has been Yeah, that jammed. was last year. <laughs> it's been jam-packed. We've been jam-packed with games constantly. I remember last fall when this came out, I was just overwhelmed by uh, a wide variety of games. Final Fantasy well, yeah, 12, the, Tales the of the Wii Abyss, came out. Like and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't even Zelda. remember hearing about this. Did it just like go under uh, the radar or what? No, it... <laughs> All the gaming magazines and publications picked it up and loved this game to death. Um, sales, however, did not pick up. And oh, all right. Yeah, it so, did. It did end up going under the radar in that way, just because. Uh, yeah, it just I didn't don't... receive the hype. It just didn't get the hype that uh, other games got. I mean, how are you going to compete against Final Fantasy XII, really? Oh, I know. Well, and the oh, Legend God. of Zelda too, and Twilight Princess too. Yeah. yeah. Oh God! Please don't mention twelve. Oh. <laughs> You didn't oh, like boy. Twilight Princess? That's interesting. No, no 12. She said 12. 12 oh, 12. 12. Oh, okay. You didn't Not like Final Fantasy 12? 12? No. Not at all. I haven't liked the Final Fantasy since... Well, I don't know. I liked 10, but I only liked elements of 10. There were elements of 10 that I hated. And then I just... Not a fan of the rest. Well, it's funny. I didn't. I didn't really like a Final Fantasy game until nine, pretty much. Um, Ooh, not a big really? fan of seven. Interesting one to start. No, I, I played seven. I played part of eight. I couldn't stand eight. Actually, I couldn't even get through it. It's just it drives me nuts. Seven. I didn't, I didn't, like, like, I didn't like Squall. I hated Squall. I but, guess I didn't. I guess I didn't hear about Okami because um, I haven't subscribed to video game magazines. So long. The last one I've read was like PSM, like months or years well, ago. The online media has also liked it as well. Yeah, that's oh, that's true. It's okay. You're di- you're busy playing other things then, probably. Probably busy yeah. being furious at twelve. So. <laughs> yeah, that, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I do enjoy twelve. I still haven't finished it off yet, though. But I do like that. I one. still have a crap ton of marks to finish off, but uh, yeah, I get distracted. I played through it almost twice, so. Mm-hmm. I did quite enjoy it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. RF Online goes free to play. So, Codemasters announced that RF Online is going to be free to play, and as of the release of their new expansion, Episode Two: Pioneers and Novus. So, this is yet another free to play MMO, which seems to be the rage these days. Yeah. Unless you know people are going to pay for your game, I guess you release it free and hope they buy in-game items and other things, I guess. I think a lot of games are just scared of trying to compete with World of Warcraft. I mean, that's not... Well, as they should task. be. Yeah. It's a formidable opponent. Uh, Alright. So why don't we move on to probably the first just out there rumor that we've covered on the RPG cast, and I've been waiting for a chance to cover some rumors, and this seems like a pretty good one. So this week, no, not this week, last week, 
the site primotechnology.com, which I have to admit is not a site that I normally read or have really ever heard of. But Yeah, me either. Um, so just take that as it is. I don't know much about them or their credibility, but they put up a big article about BioWare's upcoming MMO, which we've been hearing about for a long time. They've been working on an MMO, but we've only had rumors about what it could be, and they claim that they've heard from a close a source close to Bioware, that it will be based in Star Wars Universe and will indeed be based on Knights of the Old Republic. Yay! is a big deal um, because that's obviously a rather popular series and with a lot of fans out there. Um, now, Adrian, you don't think that that's what it's going to be, right? No, I, I don't think it will be Coder. I don't, I don't see... A... Well, obviously, if it is Coder, um, they're going to have to partner with LucasArts because they're uh, using the uh, Star Wars license. Mm-hmm. But LucasArts is already running a Star Wars MMO with Sony, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, and I don't see them creating a game to compete with their already existing game. That just oh yeah, why would they? Sense. Why would they establish that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like LucasArts has ever you know spammed the world with seventy-five Star Wars games at once or anything like that. Oh, wait. They have. So uh, I'm not yeah. so sure I agree with the logic okay. there. I mean, they may it's, not it's realize what they're thing. doing to themselves, but... Star Wars Lego, anybody? Well, this well, is a different thing. A I mean, a, a single game, is, like a, a single player game is a lot different than an MMO. The MMOs require uh, a lot of like server maintenance, all sorts of constant content updates, and of course they're based on a ongoing community. They're they design, they're designed to suck you in and keep you playing for as long as possible. They're already attacking the Star Wars MMO community by, with Star Wars Galaxies. Um, this is like the only Star Wars... Interesting th- word choice there, attacking. Attacking. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... Current okay. feelings that might be... about that game. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> but anyways, um, so what I'm trying to say is that b- because there's already an MMO there taking up those players' time, it's unlikely that Star Wars fans interested in MMO are, all, are going to be drawn from other games into this new MMO. It's more likely that they'll be drawn away from Galaxies and into Kotor, because Star Wars MMO fans are already into Galaxies, and the only possible gain they'll get out of this is that all the people who are pissed off of get with galaxies is, are going to move over to coder uh, online and the result is that they'll destroy their already existing game so I think either way a good job of that already no yeah. i think you have, i think adrian has a good point and going back to the what you said about the business sense it doesn't it it's it really doesn't make good business sense for lucasarts to have two mmo rpgs right now mm-hmm. but what what do you think it would be then, Adrian? Like, do you have any? Um, I don't know what they could be doing. Um, something that we haven't heard about for ages is Dragon Age, and the fact that we haven't heard about that for ages leads me to believe that maybe they've converted it into an MMO. Perhaps Dragon Age is what they've been working on as an MMO. That's something I consider as a possibility. Um, they have other licenses that they can work with. Um, we already know Mass Effect is going to be a trilogy. Um, and they're creating a gigantic universe for that. It's practically an MMO as it is. Um, there's that possibility. Um, they've got Neverwinter Nights license that they could work with. A Neverwinter Nights MMO would be amazing. I'm sure that would grab... That would actually probably steal a lot of uh, people away from World of Warcraft fairly easily. 
Uh, still got they still got Baldur's Gate, which they haven't touched in ages. Um, yeah, they have so many licenses under their belt; it could be anything. Hmm. See, some people are speculating the reason EA bought Bioware is because they found out that Bioware is developing this and they wanted to get in on it. But I don't know. Well, that would make sense, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's code. Right. No, that's true. And uh, I don't know how well KOTOR would do in an MMO universe, because that would kind of be a completely different feel to the environment than what you get in a KOTOR game. Such a strong single-play story experience might be a little affected if you have 25 people waiting in line to talk to the NPC. <laughs> but I think a Neverwinter Nights MMO would make a lot more sense for Bioware. I mean, the game already has excellent multiplayer possibilities in there, and they got a huge class system already developed for it. I mean, all you, that it really takes is creating a persistent world, and they've got themselves best-selling MMO. Yeah. Well, they have such a huge class system, though, it might be very hard to do perfect balance, you know? I don't know. Well, let's assume when they make it a PvP game. They don't necessarily have to do that. Final Fantasy XI works fine without plays, uh, player versus player. Yeah, and that's why it keeps all of its subscribers and they don't go to World of Warcraft? Or do they? I don't know. The Final Fantasy XI ended up having to force in these ad hoc PvPs that the game wasn't really designed for from the start in order to appeal to these other classes of players. So well, I they did that before World of Warcraft. So. No, they did it after. Ballista came after World of Warcraft was out. I thought they added in uh, the basic PvP functionality well before World of Warcraft, like back in like 2002. Nope. No, Ballista was uh, was something they added later on. I'm pretty sure it was before World of Warcraft, because I remember I was still playing at the time they were adding it in. Yeah. World of Warcraft came out in, like, 03. Well, yeah, but World of Warcraft hadn't come out when I'd stopped playing uh, Final Fantasy XI. It was still a good year or two off. All right. Well, rather than just... I'll, 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 that's fine. <laughs> if that's the way it was, that's the way it was. I'll, I don't mind being wrong on that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, MMO KOTOR, I worry about it as an MMO period, but uh, we'll see. Just speculation at this point. So, that let's seems move on. To be the, that oh. seems to be the main game, I don't know how to say it, but like, the frontrunner for the Bioware, though, KOTOR. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see them making a Jade Empire MMO, that's for sure. But. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I think on Neverwinter Nights is probably their Flagstone series. I mean, that game has yeah. done just as well as KOTOR. Well, the thing is, somebody already has the license for D&D MMOs. Do they? Oh, there is that a D&D, D&D MMO? Out. Yeah, right, D&D right. Online. So I don't know that they're actually allowed to do that. Um, well, and they can't. They I, can't do Mass Effect, right? They could technically, I think. Yeah. I mean, they own the but property. I, I know what I mean. You, you Actually, EA owns the property now. Well, yeah, that's true. But I don't. Th- I mean, they're already planning a trilogy, and that I don't know that they would want. Yeah, it. yeah. I, that seemed like a lot of development for one property at the same time. But hey, maybe we'll see how that goes. Well, Coda was based on Light, uh, Knights of the uh, on D and D rules too, wasn't it? It is based on D and D rules, but you can license the rules easy. It's the it's the properties and licensing like uh, Forgotten Realms and all that stuff. That that's what they you know Wizards of the Coast only choose you know whoever they want to 
license for that at a time, right? Right. It's the intellectual property stuff. So, uh, I think uh, I think World of the Wizards of the Coast is more interested in doing stuff there too themselves. So, I don't know. Wait, like Magic the Gathering? No, I I mean like yeah, Wizards of the Coast owns Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, and I think they might want to do their own online game. Oh, oh. They might not trust other companies after what happened with Stormreach. So, I don't know. See see if anything comes from that. That would be interesting. But we have no... There's no, obviously no confirmations or really hints of what Wizard of the Coast is going to do. but Or Flower. So, speculation, speculation. Yay, rumors. Okay. So that was fun. I We haven't had a chance to do that. I want to get, get through that. Because that's... Rumors are fun. I mean, what's the point of a podcast if you don't have rampant speculation, right? No. Yeah. Right. Definitely. That was that was a that was a good Bye. conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so new releases this week or last week rather. Um, in case you missed it and didn't realize it, let us let, make you aware that Castlevania: The Dracula X Chronicles came out. Uh, Front Mission First for DS came out, um, which some people have reported difficulty finding because I think the shipments got delayed. Um, and Naruto: Path of the Ninja came out. Um, those are all portable games, too. Uh, Castlevania's on PSP, Front Mission, and Naruto are on uh, DS. So, if you haven't picked those up, go pick them up and enjoy a very classic strategy RPG with Front Mission. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that, I think. Mm-hmm. Should be good. Yeah. At Castlevania, you get Symphony of the Night in there with that's been redone and added Maria back into it, so that should be interesting. And, uh, Naruto, I don't know much about on this case, but uh, if you like Naruto, you should have some. Yeah, not, not, not oh. going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, approach it with any caution. You would always approach a licensed property, I guess. So. Yes. No downloadable RPGs on PS3, Wii, or 360 this past week, so no fun there. But uh, do have some upcoming stuff. Disgaea Portable is coming out uh, in three days. I believe you're working on that, Adrian, right? Yeah, and um, I asked the Magic Eight Ball. We have, we now have on our IRC forums, uh, our sorry, our IRC chat, whether or not yes. uh, I'll That's get it finished in time. And what, it what refused they to say. give me an answer. It refused what to it, give me an answer. It refused. <laughs> it refused to give me an answer. It said, "Ask <laughs> again later." And you so, said, uh, "You should ask again." I did, and then it said, "Cannot tell at this time." Oh. And then I then I asked if it was the spawn of Satan, and it said absolutely. So uh, oh. I'm interesting. Not in friendly terms with that new thing there, but uh, yes, no. I am working on Disguise Portable. It is an interesting <laughs> feature. <laughs> so you know, bring up a good point. Um, there is a IRC chat room for RP Gamer. If you don't know already, it is on Espernet, which you can connect to by getting an IRC client and connecting to irc.esper.net. Esper is spelled E-S-P-E-R dot net, just like it was in Final Fantasy VI. And there are other servers as well. You can go to www.esper.net, I think, to get a server list. But once you get in there, you type slash join space pound RP Gamer. That is the pound sign. And you can come in and chat with us and other readers of the site. And it's uh, definitely the main way that RP Gamer itself communicates with the other staff members and with everyone and their fans. And so you can come in and get in on, get in on that. It's pretty fun. Always some lively chats going on. So, Other new releases coming out this week is Hellgate London. Trying to make that Halloween deadline get out in time for the, the horror 
tie-in, I guess. Um, Same with Pop- the, the Witcher. Yes, The Witcher as well. They they were real big on that when I when we were talking to them at PAX. They really wanted to get on Halloween, so that should be interesting. Uh, we never got to talk about that. Um, me and Michael Tidwell went to the Penny Arcade Expo and played The Witcher for a while. And How did you like it? Um, it actually looked pretty deep. It had a very, you know, it's it's kind of a, a click combat type system where you're clicking uh-huh. on the monsters you want to kill. However, it's got combos. So what you have to do is you have to watch the icon on the screen, and it'll actually give you some positive feedback about when you should click to do your next attack. And if you do your timing right, you string together these long time combos and finish up with, like, powerful attacks that do more damage. And you at the very end, you have, like, finishing moves and all that stuff, and there's magic and stuff, too. And... It actually looked pretty good, really nice graphics, and uh, they had to tone down the uh, release here because the European version apparently had some nudity that they couldn't do in the U.S. But uh, <laughs> oh my, yeah, um, it's just some quest giver NPC. But uh, you, they also had like a bar- frontal uh, nudity, full, or yeah, full about? frontal. Oh, okay. Yeah, the but guy yeah, had to like breasts. Funny. No, he had to hold his hand over the screen because the version he had was the European version. He really couldn't <laughs> allow us to see it because he didn't want it getting caught on tape anywhere. So it was interesting. Um, they have also a bar fight system and stuff. That, you know, I guess it's just a mini game, but that was cool too. And you fought a big sewer monster, and you know, your good style boss fight where you have multiple stages. You got to beat the tentacles and beat the main monster, and you know, all that. Use your your fire magic and. It seemed to come together pretty well. So as long as the story pans out, which you know it has a good chance of doing, so there are multiple chapters, long story. It's beta stan, I believe, a Finnish writer or a Polish writer. I think it, so yeah, I think it was Polish. Polish. Actually, I have the notes right here. Why don't I just take a look since we're getting into this? Um, Andrzej Sapkowski, which is I don't have what I guess Polish. Uh, yeah, so it should be pretty good, you know. You have a oh, you also have multiple like sword types. You have a steel sword and a silver sword, depending if you're fighting normal enemies or magical enemies. You have multiple fighting stances for handling groups, for being quick, for doing more damage. Um, you get to level up your skills, kind of like a skill tree, like Diablo. And uh, you have to actually make some choices about what skills you're going to max out because there's some you only get a certain number of points that you can get the the top end skills with can get all the lower end skills but you know so you got to customize your character so could be interesting see how that reviews um, that does sound really cool um i have a mac so yeah. games that come out for windows i don't get to play a lot <laughs> yeah, but, is it one of the oh is it one of the newer ones that you can put windows on or yeah um it is actually um i'm thinking about getting leopard pretty soon and they have that boot camp feature so yeah. Yeah, maybe you can do a little there I don't know yeah. how much you need for The Witcher, though. You might need a pretty powerful system. Right, that's what I was thinking, so yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, maybe they'll come out with a dual system release, but I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, Mac gaming, not too... It's better than it has been, but... It, it is better, is, but yeah. <laughs> it, it still isn't where it should be, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> Especially now that they have this excuse, they could just say, oh, you just put boot camp on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, also this week we've got Puzzle to Harvest Moon coming out, which um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Someone else is sure gonna have Paws. to try that out. Let me know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure, sure Paws would have something to say about if she were here. 
I love I love the original Harvest Moon. That yeah, but this is always... a puzzle game. <laughs> I know. This I don't is... know. Yeah, no thanks. But in general, we you know the site likes Harvest Moon stuff, so hopefully they've put put this together well too. I feel like if you shit. have one Harvest Moon, you don't need another one. What is it? Like, you well, create a farm by matching your colored do. blocks or something? Or what no, you like? no, you, you kind of all right. So you're placing crops and stuff on a board. And like the p- crops you plant, you you know you're trying to cultivate them and then you know harvest them, and you get points when you harvest them. You get more points for harvesting your own stuff, but you can also harvest your the other players' stuff. You're all on the same board. You can like throw out sheep and stuff to eat and take out their plants and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff going on. It it's actually it looks kind of hectic, but I don't know how well it plays, and I don't know if it has Wi-Fi or anything either. Because I mean. What are the odds of you finding three other people who have puzzled to Harvest Moon? <laughs> I, you know, it's probably one of those things where you only need a single cartridge, but um, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. All right. We also have Tabula Rasa coming out at the end of this week, apparently. Um, November 2nd. It's an odd release date. I have to wonder if... Yeah, well, anyway. That's been coming a long time, so... I know that... Uh, Michael had been playing the beta of that. I haven't heard lately about how much, you know, any changes they've made, if he liked it more or less than he did when he started. So let's take a look at the reader feedback. Um, I just want to point out, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, please um, come on to our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Find the message board thread for this episode. Uh, We have it linked on our main archive of the episodes as well. And Please post your comments and feelings and feedback, and we'd love to feature it in the podcast. You can also send an email to podcast at rpgamer.com. Um, this week, we have a comment from someone whose name I don't know if we should really be promoting. Um, I will rename him to Goose Butt, but that is not his actual name. Try and figure out what his actual name is. And uh, he had two comments that I wanted to mention. Um, just see what you guys thought about it. Um, he would like to see us have a retro view segment where we talk about classic RPGs and kind of let newer, younger RPG gamers learn about their roots by talking about these older games, which I think might be a good idea. I want to do that in the future. You guys think it'd be a good idea? Yeah. yeah. You like retro views in general? Well, he First of all, uh, Mr. Goosebutt said, 8-bit, 16-bit, or 32-bit. So, I mean, I guess it's all relative as to what you think a classic is. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on how old you are, etc. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think I have more fun doing that. Because I play more of the older games over and over again than I do new releases. Well, why don't we tackle it a little bit right now? Are, are there any older games that you've played recently? I keep playing Sukoden over and over again. Nice. I know Brian's been playing through the whole series recently. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take one and two. You can... I'll leave the rest. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah. Moth 3 was one of our RPGs of the year, so... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just something... I think... I think he might be skipped before, though. (laughs) (laughs) I just have such a strong tie to um, sprite graphics that... I didn't like the jump from two to three, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm set in my ways. Have you been playing anything old, Adrian? Um, I don't really play a lot of older games. I didn't really get into RPGs until uh, a little bit later in the console generations. 
around well, the time of the well, Game Boy Color and N64. What was your first RPG? Um, I can't be sure on this, but uh-huh. it was probably Pokemon Blue. Yeah. Oh. I have I have the blue one, too. I used to have the red one, but it got stolen with my red DS. And then I got oh, the yellow gosh. one with the Pikachu DS. And oh, yes, I have that one, that. too. I think I lost my blue one, but I still have my yellow. And I'm what was the, silver as well. What were the differences between red and blue? Like, which Pokemon? I can't even remember oh, which Pokemon. There, it's, it's not a short list. There's, like, 20 or 30 Pokemons, I think. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was just, like... Oh, I said Pokemons. Oops. <laughs> I meant Pokemon. <laughs> Don't flame me. <laughs> I thought it was just like Squirtle versus. No, something. no, it's it's longer. Yeah, kind of like the current wide ones. Wide variety, and they all spawn in the exact same places too, so it's very easy to find which ones are which. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first RPG was Final Fantasy One. So, wow. Or, or was it? No, it was probably The Legend of Zelda. So, I was young, <laughs> but yeah. We I always recommended that. I always say that my first RPG was um, Super Mario RPG, but now that I think about it, I think it actually was Zelda. I don't think I even realized when I was playing it that it was an RPG. Actually, I got to take that back. It has to be Final Fantasy One because I don't consider the first Zelda an RPG. So ugh. I just it's ran around. Game. Yeah. I just ran around and hit the chickens. Oh, no, I meant, the, I meant the NES one. But oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about... <laughs> yeah, they didn't have that in the, until the Super Nintendo came. Yeah, that's all that I did. That was fun, I got that too. That was... I never really advanced in the plot. I just pulled out bushes for the rupees and hit the chickens. <laughs> nice. But granted, I was like six, so I didn't really... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't like understand that you had to go fight people <laughs> and get the Triforce. It was a well-designed game, so have fun taking it any direction you wanted to. So, oh, um, the the mo- oldest RPGs I've played most recently are probably, you know, the remakes or the republishing of like Final Fantasy VI, and then of course Tactics, which we're playing now, which is mostly the same. So, sadly, I haven't had much time to really dig out the NES to play anything or the PlayStation One discs. I've picked up like par- the first Parasite Eve because I never played it. So I wanted to Oh, do you, can, that. Do you really you know consider what? that a classic? Um, uh, it depends who you ask, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I, f- I found a copy of that at uh, in the EB used shelves a couple of months ago, and I picked that up when I saw it as well, but I still haven't had a chance to play through it. Oh, it's one of my favorite RPGs. It's, oh, good. It's got a... It's really, like, modern sci-fi, but it's still... It still has, like, classic square elements in it, so it's it's good. It's quality. Excellent. I look forward to um, that. I just picked it up, too, actually, in my um, Game Crazy at uh, the Hollywood video thing. I picked mm-hmm. up a used copy as well. But the second one, don't even... Don't That's even what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And now we have a cell phone one coming. That'll be great. Yeah, but um, <laughs> do we know like what cell phones it's going to come oh, to? I doubt it. No, I don't think that really matters. Like most of these cell phone games, they get announced and they mostly come out in Japan and maybe sometime sort of come out here. Like I think the Final Fantasy One and Dragon Quest ones came out here, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm like if, such if a, that even happened. <laughs> I'm like such a huge fan of Parasite Eve that when I heard the third birthday, that's the name of the cell phone okay. game, was coming out, I just I flipped like 
I've I've been keeping track of every single news item for it. But nice. yeah, I hate to say it, but it's probably not going to come out. Yeah, probably not. Oh well. Goosebutt's other comment was that a, we could have a fan translation update, which we could talk about games that have and probably won't come out in the U.S., like Mother Three and some of the Megami uh, Shin Megami Tensei games, but have fan translations, which. I don't know that we can really do that because yeah, it's kind of the publishers don't really like that because <laughs> of you know kind of the copyright questionable questionable nature of the whole situation. Unless you were to get the ROM yourself and the translation yourself and patch it yourself, but I don't think most people do that. <laughs> well, we we might be able to talk like... about the uh, we might be able to talk about fan scripts translated on like game facts or something like that. Yeah, I, and actually I'm doing that right now for Crisis Core. I've been going through a, a translated script in order to play the actual game that I got with my Crisis Core PSP, and that's been kind of interesting. It's mm. still kind of hard. It'd be nice if I was able to read a little bit of um, Japanese, because yeah. RPGs have so much text, they can't really translate every single bit of it, at least not in a quick time frame, so... Yeah, and a lot of the phrases are really, like, native to Japan, you know, that wouldn't yeah. translate well. So unless you have, like, a, a professional team working on it, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I definitely hope that he's heard a little bit about our Crisis Core stuff, because that's kind of the first chance we've had to do with that. And I know um, I know uh, Brian imported Archaic Sealed Heat, and so he's been going through that. So okay. we kind of have a little bit of that, so... But as far as linking people to it, I don't know that we're really going to get yeah, into that because that. it's just, eh, I know we, we shouldn't feel too much pressure from these people, but yeah, we do got to respect them. But you have to maintain their rules because yeah, we want to maintain we wanna bring really... the coverage and yeah, yeah. just because they've done so much for us. We need to, to help them out a little. <laughs> um, just like one point though, that's kind of interesting that ties together goose butts to posts. Um, I do like have a penchant for going online and playing um, translated, you know, fan translations of classic RPGs that maybe we didn't get. Like um, Live a Live, have you guys heard of that for Square? No, uh, I have. My, the name sounds familiar, but yeah, there are just like... there are just some games that like never made it over here. That yeah, I do uh. like to play. Wikipedia has it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, another one that's really interesting is Wonder Project J. I don't know who the um, company is that made that game, but somebody did an excellent translation for that, and it's it's a really interesting little Enix. RPG. Oh, okay. Um, Alamanic developed it, and Enix published it. Apparently, so. I, I love Enix games. Not not Square Enix. Enix. Okay. Yeah, I love those. Oh, it's a Pinocchio-esque boy, and you, it's a raising simulation. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. Huh. I like it. But, yeah, well, but we don't support illegal ROMs and stuff, so I don't yes. know. Yes. No <laughs> so how did you find it, then? <laughs> you beam back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, that was a whole argument to go on that whole subject, anyways. Different people have different beliefs on that whole thing. Well, let's move on. We have a couple reviews that were released this week. Um, Riviera the Promised Land was we published, and uh, Final Fantasy Tactics The War of the Lions we also put out. And 
just to summarize for that, people should come to the site and check out the contents, but we gave Riviera a three and a half out of five and Tactics a four out of five. And the reviews are very good. I approved the War of the Lions review. It's great. I have to say, though, that I vehemently disagree with the score for Tactics. Cause <laughs> okay. I believe that has always been a five out of five, and it should still be such. But uh, Write a review. Write the review. Yeah, I know. I should just write do my we, own review. Do we, have do. A fan, do we have a fanboy here? <laughs> Sounds <much>. like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the fanboy is when you start you know, flaming him on his. Is when you like lose all sense of. <laughs> is when you lose all sense of perspective, and you just yes. anything anybody says is. Yeah. Not. I I yeah. can I yeah see I can understand criticisms of the game because I know what the shortcomings are. I just think they're completely completely um, outweighed by the the positives of the game. But that's my perspective. So that's yeah. why we have more than one person doing reviews. Um, Riviera, I I did play on uh back on what was it Game Boy. That was good, so glad to see that that seems to still be sustained. Not on the PSP release of it. Uh, yeah. I think that's all we have. Do you guys have anything else? Um, oh, I know. Um, what have you guys been playing this week? Uh, well, um, of course, I've been, I've been busy with uh, Disgaea Afternoon of Darkness on the PSP. Mm-hmm. And I have to say... It's got its high points. It's got its low points. Uh, I love the story. I always have loved the Disgaea story, even if this is the first time I've actually played the game. I've uh, watched the anime series, and I read the manga that came out mm-hmm. a couple of months back for mm-hmm. that as well. I really do love the storyline but uh, and the characters, but it has got to have what has to be the worst experience gaining system I've ever seen in a game. It's really? absolutely horrible. Wow, what's wrong with it's a. It's based on killing blows. Yep. The character that kills. Oh, character, I hate that, that. The character that finishes off the enemy gets all the experience, and That's all the nuts. other characters are left out to dry. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's and actually it, this is, like. That's, That's actually like really common. <laughs> I've seen it in the Nippanichi games. I think it is. Yeah. But. Well, it shouldn't be common. It shouldn't be done at all. <laughs> yeah, that was very frustrating for me getting to learn how to raise characters in that system and I end up having to do like item world stuff and power up a sword to give bonus to experience and basically yeah. construct these long battles where I'm doing nothing but leveling certain characters but yeah, I when you start getting it. rocking with that then you can kind of fall into a groove yeah. and just you know how to level characters pretty quickly but mm-hmm. I got a lot of advice from a, I got a lot, a lot of advice from Jay Sensei who uh, yeah. apparently loves oh, the game. He loves Disgaea he yeah. actually played through my copy I, I sent it to him in Japan and he played oh, yeah. it yeah. How, how many chapters does this guy have? Thirteen. Uh, yeah. okay. Plus a final chapter. Thirteen chapters in a final chapter, so fourteen total. Okay. And uh, this remake has some extra content added that I think you um, get after you beat it or something. Yeah, like that. it's got a it's got a second storyline uh, for Etna, which I haven't reached yet. I'm just okay. on the final chapter for the main storyline still. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I've been uh, I took the J sense advice and uh, I started chaining. Uh, healing spells onto my entire party, so practically oh, my entire nice. party knows Mega Heal now, which is nice, and oh, definitely helps good. out quite a bit. Oh, I didn't but, think uh, about that. And I also chained uh, just because I needed some way for my damn cleric to gain some levels. I chained. I created three uh, mages, which I just named um, Junk Ice, Junk Fire, and Junk Wind because I had no intention <laughs> of actually leveling them up at all. 
and just trained uh, my cleric to know all three basic uh, elemental spells so she can uh, hit any weakness and just gain some experience that way. So she's managing to keep up with the rest of the party fairly well now. Yeah, I hate those characters that are like, like, like Aerith. Sorry, I say Aerith. Yeah. But... Just... Well, the issue, the the problem is, right, it, it's just this guy's leveling system. In any other tactical game, healers get experience when they heal. And that's the way it should be. I mean, yeah, healers yeah, heal. But... That's what they do. Why should they not gain experience for it? Why do you have to kill someone to gain experience? No, I just hate it when a game's plot gives you a character that's weak like that, that you have to work to get up to the level of the rest of the team. It's just... I think that's one of the big cliches now, and it just drives me nuts. So when you what? say you're chain healing, um, you mean you're doing that thing where you have uh, the characters be other characters' mentors so that they yes, all learn um, the spell? I, pu- I pupil the chain of characters all the way down from Laharl. It's like okay. a chain of six or seven characters, I think, because I'm using Etna and a couple other uh, um, standard party members as well, uh, story party members. But well, yeah, you, can't I just... get the, you can't get the story members into that chain, though, can you? No, you can't. So okay. they're not in the chain, so they don't know the healing spells. But uh, okay. I just chained it all down and put my cleric at the end. And then if you just stand those two characters next to each other, they can learn the spell. So I just spent a little time on like the first map learning all those skills. So the other characters do the damage but they learn the spell because the cleric is a cleric and they're standing next to it. Um, not, not quite that way. What happens is... Uh, if a pupil is standing next to a mentor, the mentor can cast any spells that the pupil knows. Oh, okay. And then you just have to level the spell up to rank one, and then the character permanently learns that skill. Okay. So you right. just have to basically use it three or four times. and then. You but how did you get up to Ultra Heal to begin with? To what? Well, you said they learned Mega Heal or Ultra Heal or something, right? So... Mega Heal, yes. I, just, I trained the cleric up to level whatever it was, like 18, that she learns Mega Heal at. Yeah. And then I uh, just... One by one, I stood all the characters next to each other. and So you had to do a little bit of work at the beginning, and then you could easily transfer it over to other characters. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, a I good tip for people. I also, I also abused the invincibility maps as much as possible, which is <laughs> a strange concept in a game, but definitely do help for leveling up. Geotiles well, are nice. When yeah. the leveling up system is weird to begin with, you know, anything yeah. goes. Yeah, I do like the map design, I will say that. This guy's mm-hmm. definitely got some very entertaining battles yeah. involved in it. Yeah, but yeah, that leveling system just pisses me off. Did you play the second one? Did you like the second one? Um, Like I said, this is the first time I've played this Oh, this guy, is the first time. So oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't played the second one. I'm still playing through um, Wild Arms 5, because I, I, I pretty much only rent video games, because I'm broke. Mm-hmm. But... um. The battle system there really pisses me off, too. Mm. I don't like it. I I don't like the random encounters. Um, I don't know. I just think I get bored. I can, like, do the battles in my sleep. I haven't played much of Wild Arms 5 yet, but I do. I did notice in the what, something like five or six hours I've played that the battles are not nearly as good as they were in Wild Arms 4. It's the yeah. same basic battle system, but they, they lack the... Uh, the cleverness involved that yeah exactly yeah they they lack any like originality they la- I don't know they just they're the same thing I still think that I still think Wild Arms Four has some of the best boss battles in the PlayStation Two generation of any ro- role playing game Wild Arms Four's boss battles were amazing 
Yeah, after all so well designed. After four, I guess like anything would be a letdown a little bit in the battle system. But I also don't like the treasure hunt uh, feature because I'm like OCD about everything, so I have to find like every single treasure, and it just after a while, it's like I'm spending like two hours between events just like looking for treasure. So, and it's a stupid like apple that I find, <laughs> you know, nothing good. So, yeah, that's all you guys been playing. Um, well, <laughs> if you read my uh, column, uh, my uh, points of view column for this week, you'll know that I've also gone back to the dark side and. Started playing World of Warcraft again. Um, yeah. Are you getting sucked in? Oh, I was sucked in before, and <laughs> the cravings came back. A friend of mine from work started playing and talks about it pretty much nonstop. Oh, that's bad. So you Yeah. I reminisced about my old times, and <laughs> my, the old times, the good times, back, uh, you know, back before everyone got all uber-geared and all that, <laughs> back when... Uh, when night elves were night elves, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, those uh, simpler times. Yeah, those good old fun times, and it just gave me all the cravings to get back. So I started on a new server, and uh, yeah, I'm a level 25 druid now. Oh and boy. slowly working my way up. I picked up a game um, called, it's not an RPG, it's a, it's a puzzle, I guess, Katamari Damacy. Have you guys played it? Yeah, I've played Katamari. Yes, that is. It, it is so strange. strange. <laughs> it is the weirdest game I've ever played. You just pick up pieces of garbage. Yep. I, I big... love that game. I love its music. I've got Katamari Damacy. the greatest theme Katamari song of all time. Too. I like. I just the... picked up. I just picked up the 360 one this week too. It's I like nice. the di- the um the game script. Yeah. It's just it's Very hilarious. Well. You're playing the first one, right, for PS2? Y- yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Yep. Cool. We need bigger, yes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I picked up a lot of non-RPGs, but I don't, I don't want to spend too much time talking about those. Yeah, no, I just thought that was worth mentioning. Yeah, it's definitely. Katamari Damacy is always worth mentioning, I think. But, um, I've only been playing Tactics as far as RPGs go this week, so. Um, the the, um, the remake, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I need to finish that up. It just takes a while. The problem with these RPGs, they're so long. <laughs> yeah. Dealing yeah. with the, this they October month of just so many releases. Oh, man. <laughs> well, for tactics fans, yeah, definitely a lot of releases for tactics fans, but uh, and portable fans for sure, but uh, standard uh, RPGs have been really lacking, console ones particularly. Yeah, it seems like they're really pushing the portable, portable RPGs now. Which I'm glad about, because when I first got my DS, there really wasn't much out for it. Well, I don't know. I haven't even had time to touch Eternal Sonata, so if I if I had time for console oh. RPGs, I'd be able to find some. So, yeah, Go play Eternal Sonata. I know. I, know. I can't stress that enough. Yeah, the problem with console RPGs, I find now, like, my DS, I can just, you know, turn on, flip on anywhere. But... I have to like make time to sit in front of the TV and you know I don't know. It seems well, speaking to... of speaking of portable RPGs and on the go, that's another problem I found with this guy, and this is something that's really disappointing, is that 
in a game where the battles can take up to like half an hour to play through. There's no quick save feature. And that that is so sad. That is very sad. Well, on Disgaea? There's no quick save feature in battles. Huh. Yeah, but can't you just put put your system up, you know, put it in sleep mode or whatever? I could have swore there was a quick could. save in Disgaea. Um, with the uh, inside the menu. All right. No, it's, there's a quit. There's a quit option, but I've not found any quick save. Oh, I guess I'm just remembering. Not that during anymore. battles. Maybe they. Well, all right. That's too bad. They really should add that. That's. Uh, I know. I agree. Um, something they should do. Some, all tactical games need that, in my opinion, if they're going to be on a portable system. It's just. You don't have time when you're playing a portable game to sit around for half an hour doing a battle. It's, it limits the portability of the game. And yeah, that is true. Very true. I was quite disappointed by that, in fact. It makes it very difficult to play on my breaks at work. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I think that's everything. Um, Right? <laughs> Everyone feel very complete, I hope. Have closure, yes. Yes, good. <laughs> all right, well, I want to thank all our listeners for listening this week. I want to thank Adrian and Kate for joining us, and see you next week. Bye. 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 Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's like, just wrong. That, like, made Billions so, of dollars. That made me so sad watching that commercial with the little girl. Like, yeah. And now you don't even learn how to add. I know, and now you can't, like, steal money from the bank. <laughs> wait, a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. That's what you're mourning? <laughs> yes, I always do that when the banker's not looking up, like, bills. Can't do that anymore.